0: This past week, we got our first voice message from a fellow iconic Michelle who has been listening to the podcast for a while now Um, we are so grateful that she ended up leaving us a voice message and we're just so excited that we got one and Mm -hmm. we kind of want to encourage you all to check out our website on anchor and leave us a voice message too so we wanted to share Michelle's voice message with all of you so here's what she had to say hi guys it's michelle Uh, the notification for for your new podcast just popped up on my phone not only is it the fanfic files which yay you know i love them but oh my god it's your fix Uh, bethany i
1: can't wait until after work uh, uh, to listen i'm so excited bye oh my gosh when i saw that she sent in a message I was just so excited and it just is so nice to hear her voice and to like hear her excitement about the episode and uh, it was just so so sweet I felt it was when, very that she sweet. took the time to send that in
0: yeah totally made our day and we when we got the the message or the notification we both were texting each other like oh my god we got it we got to go listen to it right now right this minute <laughs> um, and yeah it really yeah. made our day
1: yeah So thank you for sending that Mm -hmm. in, Michelle. Thank you, Michelle. On that note, welcome back, Iconics. And if you're new to the podcast, I'm Kayla. And
0: I'm Bethany. And this is Stanning BTS. Yes. Yes. Welcome to another wonderful episode where we get to hang out for about an hour and just talk about
1: BTS. What a wonderful hour it is too. But disclaimer, this is an informative fangirl podcast. That means that we're going to fangirl, laugh, and learn a little bit along the way.
0: Yep, that's right. This is an explicit podcast though, so if you aren't cool with that, you can dip out now. We won't blame you.
1: Totally. But if you're down for some, I'm so damn in love with Namgi.
0: Oh, me too. Mm -hmm. Or I cannot express enough how grateful I am for getting subunit performances.
1: (sighs) Yes. If you're here for that then you're in the right place because today we are talking about Bang Bang Con the live mm-hmm. um our experience in watching it and you know just our reaction to the performance. Um but before we get into today's episode we do want to extend a thank you to UI Iconics for being here and for your support. If you'd like to support us even further and have access to our Google Docs full of episode notes, important links and pictures, you can do that by donating monthly to our Patreon at Patreon.com/standingbts,
0: or if you'd like, you can make a one-time donation at paypalme podcast Your support helps us to improve the quality of our content and to continue putting out weekly episodes.
1: Any type of support you guys have to offer is super appreciated. Yes, thank you guys so much. Also, please continue to donate to the Black Lives Matter charity organization. Um, That is our highlighted charity of the month this month of June. Uh, Please continue to donate if you can by following the link in the description or going to blacklivesmatter.com.
0: Okay, so for an overview for this episode, we're going to first start by talking about our personal experiences with Bon Bon Con The Live, and then we're going to cover the entire set list for the virtual concert with more discussion into the subgroup performances and the new like choreo and performances that were done. And then at the end, we're just going to wrap it up with our overall thoughts of the online concert experience and what the future might hold for BTS, ARMY, and concerts.
1: Yeah, okay. So. so- some general info about Bang Bang Han the live. Um, it was streamed via Weverse on June 14th around the world at 6 p.m. Korean Standard Time, which where we are here in uh, the middle of the United States. That was 4 a.m. here, the Midwest. Yep, here in the Midwest. <laughs> Um, this was a hundred minute long performance and it was performed across two different stages with six different sets and rooms.
0: Really awesome. So for me, I had heard about this on Twitter, which I've been way Mm -hmm. active on Ste and Twitter lately. I don't know what's gotten into me. Um, but I kept seeing, uh, people speculating that there were going to be new performances for this live concert. And specifically there were going to be subunit performances. So I'm like, okay. I have to get a ticket. I just have to. So I hadn't even really talked to you about it, Kayla. I just went in and bought the ticket. Um, But of course, when it was going live on June 14th, I'm like, damn it, I'm going to be at Lake of the Ozarks and (laughs) I'm not going to have signal. Like The chances of me having signal is going to be so slim. Mm -hmm. And of course, when I got there, there wasn't any signal. But I did... Kayla, I've told you, like, you can use my reverse account and watch yeah. it because I'm not going to be able to really even see it. So I gave you all my information. So you got to yeah. watch it. Yeah. And gratefully, we found a way to watch it when I got back into Kansas City after Lake of the Ozarks, that mm-hmm. we could be together and watch it, watch it together. So yeah. I was really grateful that I still got to see it with you. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, when it was actually streamed live, I wasn't able to watch it.
1: Yeah, I do want to give a little additional info before I go into my story is that yes you were in Lake of the Ozarks and I know we were just talking shit on Lake of the Ozarks for Memorial Day (laughs) Bethany was not out at like bars partying at Lake of the Ozarks she was camping with a very small group of friends like Mm -hmm. We weren't even in Lake
0: of the Ozarks like well we were at the lake but we weren't in Osage Beach which is where all those parties go down we were in like a really small town called Lori super far north or i don't even know which direction but away from osage beach yeah
1: so so thankfully since you bought this ticket and gave me your weverse login information um i was determined to be up for the live stream of this i still feel regret in my heart for like missing practically all of the original bang bang con when it was live And there was absolutely no way I was missing any of it this time. So Mm -hmm. I got up, I set an alarm for like 3.45 in the morning. And then again at like 3.50, I got up, um, I was going to make coffee. I ended up just having like the previous day's leftover coffee and just warmed up in a mug. I set up my laptop on my kitchen counter because I was like, there's no way I can sit down and watch this. Like I already knew I Mm -hmm. needed to just stand said my my laptop i had my airpods in so i was just in my dark kitchen totally blocked out from the world (laughs) like it was like there was nothing around me because my headphones were in and all i could like see and hear really was bts um so i even got my army bomb because there was a really cool feature that you could um connect your your army bomb to the live stream Um, So it would like light up during performances. Mine didn't do anything for like most of the concert until they got to Boy With Love. And then it started lighting up with the army bombs that were in the background. Um, But it was cool that it did connect. Uh, I at first was in my pajamas and I was like jumping and bouncing around too much that I was like I need to just I need to put on a bra I need to put on clothes like I was getting yeah. sweaty like <laughs> so awesome. yeah so anyways it it was a whole event like to me it was it really felt like a concert like a personal concert in my in my darkened kitchen in the early morning but I bet
0: and just to know that it was live and that you were watching them in real time yeah incredible. like I I wish I could have had that experience but I'm grateful that I just got to see it in general yeah
1: the factor of it being live I think knowing that all of the army like live tweeting with all of our iconics on Twitter and interacting with everybody in real time mm-hmm. seeing the there was like a chat on the side of the screen seeing BTS say something and ARMY's reacting in the chat and then And like BTS would read it. It was so cool. It was super cool. So
0: very neat. Yeah.
1: Very neat.
0: So when we're going to record this episode, it's June 23rd and they still have not put the, uh, the video or like the concert up on Weavers mm-hmm. to access again. So if you guys are wanting to rewatch the performance, we have it linked in our Google doc for all of you patrons. Uh, we do want to give credit to at yes, daddy on Twitter Amazing for name. providing us with this link. <laughs> yes.
1: Yeah, yes. Daddy Jimmin Yes. Thank you. <laughs> Um, So if you if you share that link with anybody, just make sure you DM it to people. You don't want to tweet it directly out because you don't want somebody to find it and then take it down easily. So getting into the performance and the set list a little bit, we're really going to hit on the things that resonated with us as we watched it and as we experienced it so some songs and performances will be spoken about at length and some will only have a couple comments and this is especially true when we come to songs that we have and haven't seen performed before Mm
0: -hmm. so for this set list it consisted of 12 songs including dope boys with fun like just one day jammy vu respect friends black swan Boy With Love, Go Go, Unpon Man, and it ended with Spring Day.
1: Mm-hmm. What a set list, mm-hmm. you know? This is such a great little uh, set list. And what, what I thought was cool is after this performance on Apple Music, BTS posted a playlist that they made that was just a playlist of these 12 songs.
0: Yeah, really neat. We also have that linked in the Google Doc. Mm-hmm. So the concert began with dope, and it begins with a camera shot down a hallway, and Namjoon opens this double door at the end of the hallway and walks in. Instead of saying the original dope quote, he says, welcome, never been to Bon Bon Con before, huh? Super cute. I love that they changed it. But I truly love that they opened with dope because it's so personal for us. We, Mm -hmm. I mean... I fell in love with BTS because of Dope. That was the song that really made me fall in love. And when I was introducing you to BTS, I showed you Dope because it resonated with me so much. Mm -hmm. And it was like a game changer for me. So, yeah, it just was really neat that they opened with Dope.
1: Yeah, that was the first song that you ever showed me. The first music video I ever saw of BTS. And so it was just special that that's how they started the concert. Totally. It was like, oh, this is where it all began for us. And it's the beginning of the concert.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah starting off Khan bon bon with the song that started it all for us. Yeah. Very special.
1: Uh-huh. Obviously seeing all of them walk out walk down this hallway as they slowly enter they all look incredible like oh yeah we could say it a thousand times throughout this whole episode but no matter what song oh my gosh like their outfits their hair like they look so stunning yeah they are styled perfectly
0: and very much to their their own style too which was what was Mm -hmm. really cute
1: yeah i just want to especially shout out hobie's flowered hoodie i just really loved that with like all the little flowers around in the pink sleeve and i just felt like it was so him and it looked so good and i just mm-hmm. i love that that style yeah me too super blessed to be wrecked by dope choreo in 2020 mm-hmm. um right after dope they went immediately into boys with fun and i just felt like immediately when i was watching this i felt like i was attending a concert just the fact that they started with these two songs like immediately right out the gate they were able to bring so much energy and so much excitement to the stage even without the screams of thousands of armies supporting them at least in the room i was definitely screaming in my kitchen at 4 a.m but like you know, yeah. I, and I'm sure so many other armies were too, yeah, yeah. It,
0: definitely very hype, very, very hype, felt like a like a concert. it really felt like a concert. They were starting off with so much energy and excitement, just like you mm-hmm. said.
1: Yeah. And especially with these two classic BTS songs, like you're taken back to so many moments where they've performed these and where they've performed them in an actual concert, you know, so that really Mm -hmm. made us able to feel that way. Um, I really loved at the beginning of this song when they're just kind of vibing in a circle facing each other. It feels like they're hyping each other up. And I think we noticed them throughout this concert kind of hyping each other up. And because mm-hmm. ARMY wasn't there to do it. But I Army love ARMY wasn't
0: there. Yeah, they were having to rely on each other for and feed off each other for energy and excitement for mm-hmm. this really 100-minute-long performance, this concert that they did. I can't imagine yeah. how how much of a struggle it was for them but we'll get more into that later. Mm-hmm. Something I really love about Boys with Fun is just being a Tae Young stan and a lot of other armies know that this song for Tae Young it's signature for him to create a new piece of choreography and he did this super cute adorable choreography where he had kind of like those 70s peace signs where he's like bringing you know wiggling uh-huh. over his eyes and wiggling along to it with a super cute adorable smile oh and once he does the the dance all of the other members you know also do the dance after seeing him do it so it was just really cute to see that oh my and It my gosh fun oh
1: such a great song yeah just thinking about that choreo i can't help but to smile because it was so freaking cute so like,
0: freaking cute and you can uh, see yoongi and jungkook behind him looking at him smiling because they're <laughs> like fuck that's cute uh yeah adorable
1: yeah love
0: so after this, they kind of go into their introduction introductionment and it really feels exactly like a concert. This is something that they do at concerts. They start off high energy. They just come in and blow you out of the water right from the start and then they kind of walk and they get into the introduction. They all introduce themselves, etc. Yeah, they
1: introduce themselves just like a concert too. You know, like the way that they, mm-hmm. like even J-Hope was like, I'm your Hope. You're my Hope. Like, Hope, so yeah. cute. Mm-hmm.
0: They were still doing the call response thing where they're still trying to get us to interact with them from our homes which was really cool and I'm yeah. sure very hard to do um, but they go in and they they do a couple mints throughout the concert which is what they do at concerts we're not going to get too in depth on those and then there were also VCRs in between performances throughout this concert uh, just like they do at a live concert um, so these VCRs consisted of them like having them do ASMR clips or staring contests with, with us, which was really cute. What a wonderful way to keep our attention. And it's just cute. And the staring contest, I thought, was so interactive. Yeah. And I loved that.
1: Yeah. Literally not allowing us to look away, you know, making it a staring t- contest. I know. Yeah.
0: And we just want to look into all of their eyes. Their eyes. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But really what added... To the concert feel as well was they all had their individual concert mics that they they mm-hmm. have at actual concerts which i yeah. feel like it wouldn't be it wouldn't be a concert without those so i'm glad that they had them
1: definitely just the visual of that again really contributed to that true concert feeling Um, in this, like, they're hanging out in, like, this living room space during this first introduction meant, and then in this same space, they go right into their next song, which is, like, classic, oh my gosh, (laughs) throwing it back to their first debut album, with such an incredible song and for this they had they each had a samsung phone and they did individual selka cams and this was really amazing live because you could select the multi-cam view and see all of them at the same time as well as like what the main camera was showing um so yeah that was just so fun and during mm-hmm. this performance they just kind of go around the room and kind of explore the room and take video of themselves singing It's just nice
0: yeah they look very comfortable laid back they're just really throwing us all the visuals that they can with these selka cams mm-hmm. something that i just was particularly fangirling over was jen's lips we got wonderful <laughs> shots of jen's lips for this and he kept kissing at us and i'm just such a sucker for jen's kisses but aren't oh, we yeah. all
1: oh my gosh we all are (laughs) if he didn't have just like such perfect kissable lips you know then we'd be fine but here he is yeah anyways i think both of us just really loved that they included this song in the set list because we both really love this song
0: we do and while they were kind of moving around the room, we were too captivated by their beautiful, stunning visuals to notice that they were collecting chairs in the center of the room to lead into their next song of the set list, which is Just One Day. Yeah. Really, we did not notice that they were pulling no. these chairs together. And once we got seamless. that, like, yeah, so seamless. And when we got that faraway shot, we were like, "Oh my God, they're sitting in chairs." We know what's happening now. It's just one day. <laughs> Chair choreography.
1: Chair choreography. Oh my God! <laughs> can BTS teach us how to transition? Because that transition was flawless. Like, can it they teach a flawless. master class? Um, mm-hmm. I. What really struck me during this performance was Taeyang because he i feel like he has grown so much since the original performances of this song when jordan and i watched this together um later on he commented like wow do you remember that dance practice video of just one day and they kept having to make cuts because Young was laughing and was like couldn't control himself like his face was purple and you know um yeah and even when he's standing up in his chair during his individual part in that dance practice, he can't help but to crack up and then seeing him during this performance, like big boy getting up there, deep voice, just <laughs> flawless, <laughs> full man, you know, Yeah. <laughs> and just yeah. chill and calm. Like not, it's not like that really young playfulness that's coming through anymore. It's like, like, Oh, mm-hmm. you are mature now. Um, yeah, that just uh, really struck man. me. Yeah, yeah. A very large, grown-up man yeah um we
0: need a a side-by-side of those two performances yeah especially yeah that that dance practice video that you're referring to uh yeah he's just cracking up the whole time and i I would go as far to say that's iconic i feel most armies know that he just is like losing his shit throughout that entire (laughs) dance practice Uh uh-huh Something I really loved about Just One Day was when Jin got up on the chair with the the flower, the rose, and how he kisses it. Something that I just love is how Jin is one of the most confident people and so, like, self-assured. But when he goes in to do this, he gets bashful, and he has this kind of shy side to him. And I thought it was sweet to to
1: see that. He got a little bashful yeah. and shy.
0: Um, yeah, yeah super cute
1: the bashfulness is like a little bit more like oh wow that's so cute or a little bit like pulls you in a little bit more because he's being kind of coy with it mm-hmm. and uh, i think at the end he even like fake bites the flower which is really cute too i think he just had yeah. fun with it <laughs> yeah
0: he did
1: uh now is also a good time to just point out vocals um throughout this entire concert obviously they're it's live vocals they're using their concert mics um but really like specifically jimin his high notes at the end of just one day were just so Mm. beautiful and just their vocals throughout this song throughout all of their other songs are just coming through just perfection it really you know how when we go to a concert and we're like wow when they're live it's just it's hard to even conceive how incredible they are live you Mm -hmm. know And we, Mm -hmm. I mean, of course, we got to kind of experience that here. Okay, so right after Just One Day, we get Jamais Vu. And my excitement watching this live... Oh, seeing them walk out i was so excited right when we right when we see that jamais vu is happening we know we're getting the rest of the subunits so yeah this was super (laughs) exciting um the stage for jamais vu was like first of all there was a black and white filter and in the back corner of this little room that they have are like some stairs that are ascending and descending on both sides with kind of a platform in the middle um throughout their performance they walk up and down these stairs kind of cycling around and sometimes they'll stop you know on a platform when it's their turn to sing and then the rest of the background kind of has some other like upside down stairs and some like weird doors and stuff so it's kind of just like an interesting space that they're in
0: yeah the floor is also reflective so Mm -hmm. it's mirroring the staircase and those images on the wall as well are reflected so for for me it looks like that endless staircase optical illusion and yeah. i feel that they were going for some form of optical illusion with it
1: yeah and th- just the the black and white filter i think really contributes to that optical illusion kind of feeling mm-hmm. that we that we get with it too um we obviously have to talk about their outfits for this performance those oh, yeah. jeans <laughs> oh my the gosh jeans. okay the jeans with the belt And the tucked in shirt, especially Jungkook with his jeans and his snatched fucking waist like he looks so good so i mean let me just take you guys through the process of watching this video and like experiencing their outfits like first (laughs) you're hooked on jungkook right like you're like wow those jeans that waist everything that's going on incredible thighs his freaking thighs thighs.
0: he jungkook in those tight jeans with the belt and his waist and like his massive quads and hamstrings like ah
1: it's a lot. stop just <laughs> it's a look for him i know right but then you see jin who's also very well filling out these jeans looking thick and incredible and like <laughs> then you glance over to the other side and you see fucking hosok of course looking incredible too yeah. and uh anyways mm-hmm. so i was just overwhelmed by by these simple outfits the visuals yeah by were- the visuals
0: Yeah, yeah, unreal. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But also the vocals, man. Jin and Jungkook's vocals are absolutely beautiful. We got so many wonderful shots Mm -hmm. of Jin just belting, bending over with everything he has. Yes, Yes. our absolute fave. And he knows we love it, and that's just like a technique he uses. We got to see that like, oh man, at least three times where he did that. And Jungkook's vocals are pristine, perfect, as always. Mm -hmm. But also... When Hosok's rap happens, I just the amount of passion that J-Hope had for his his rap verse was just mm-hmm. blowing my mind. So incredibly talented, so much energy, so much passion, really well done. The whole thing was so well yeah. done. And all I kept thinking was when Jin was singing, I just want to give him all the melodies Mm -hmm. and remedies he wants and
1: needs like i will provide you with that yes (laughs) anything you need
0: i'm here um
1: i i totally agree with you i think that the vocals were just out of this world like jin and jungkook i think that this like this subunit is so unique and it's not one like that you would immediately think about pairing together but they complemented each other so incredibly well and Mm -hmm. just being able to see this live hear how their vocals go together live just even see their chemistry how it you know how they work together live I i thought it was incredible it was just absolutely so great um later on in the song we see the black and white filter dissolve into a color when jen is singing his remedy yeah. you know um just incredible very
0: cool addition
1: definitely mm-hmm.
0: overall i felt that the whole performance was well done the mm-hmm. stage and the outfit suited the song so well the performance itself was incredible like i was really blown away with this performance yeah. i i When we were watching
1: it together, I'm like, it is too
0: early for me to start crying.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But it is. It's moving in that way because they are so passionate. They executed it, I think, perfectly. And I I mean, I totally I'm with you. I, I enjoyed it so much.
0: So after this, the camera kind of pans away and we see that, I don't know if the if they were on a platform that was revolving, yeah, it but rotated. they were definitely sectioned, yeah, sectioned walls. And we go over to this other, on the other side of this wall is a different stage with a very 80s vibe. We see a filter over the screen that has this retro film recording mm-hmm. uh, we kept saying it's like a camcorder where you can see like a play button up in the corner like a time down at the at the bottom mm-hmm. uh, we see that the background is full of these colorful blocks that are flickering uh, to me it looked like a TV screens that used to be put outside like stores in the window mm-hmm. where people would like maybe walk up and watch the news but it was like mm-hmm. a store that was selling those TVs so very 80s retro vibe and there's a disco ball hanging in the center and of course we see Namjoon and Yoongi and the me- the <sighs> beginning of respect is playing so of course we're getting respect next after this.
1: Yes, oh my gosh. I have been waiting to talk about this one. Okay so we have to talk about their outfits for this obviously as well absolutely um <laughs> they're both wearing these like oversized 80s 90s style suits with absolutely huge collars on their suits and on their their button-down shirts um namjoon's suit is black with a red shirt underneath and he also has a fucking ascot okay and a gold chain so this combo is too much and he's wearing these like 80s style like green tinted glasses kind of reminiscent of like what he wore at the grammys but not the same exact style but super Mm. incredible super hot somehow in this super outdated suit yeah um (laughs) Then (laughs) Yungi. Yungi's wearing a like same style suit, but it's tan with a white shirt underneath. And he has this thick black headband on that's pushing all of his hair kind of up and out. And it's really fluffy. And he's also wearing these yellow tinted glasses.
0: I just have to say, Yungi's hair was very distracting to me. Like it was. (laughs) kind of wacky looking i wasn't expecting it at all and the the whole 80s feel totally fits with the idea of respect and the song and the style but when i first saw the the performance in these outfits i was a little like whoa i'm having a hard time adjusting especially yoongi's hair
1: (laughs) (laughs) does his hair remind you a little bit of like yoongi no era hair like that crazy spiky oh, with the bandana
0: maybe maybe a little bit i wouldn't even like go it's, that far like it's i outer. think this was totally new totally new something we yeah. haven't seen before yeah. that i think that's why i was having a hard time adjusting but in a good way
1: i feel like it reminded me of like mic drop like when they would all wear those thick ass headbands yeah. and but the 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 hair is a little bit more unkempt in this style yeah
0: that's that's It's like big 80s hair maybe yeah and that's the whole point yeah yeah um (laughs) one of i think the best things that came out of this performance was truly these two were having so much fun together and i feel that they came up with this cute crisscross simple step in step out dance that they do and oh man when they do it it's just so fun and they're looking at each other laughing with each other I think Mm -hmm. Namjoon actually messed up the choreography and changed it and Yoongi was kind of laughing that that had happened just went with it yeah and they just went with it and they had nothing but pure fun for this performance
1: Yeah. yeah they just during this choreo they were just feeding off of each other's energy so much and i think that it it helped them have such a good time and like get out of their heads a little bit of like we're not performing this in front of people who are right here you know Mm -hmm. um but because namjoon in like a ment did express like his nervousness with performing you know without an audience there but i feel like Mm -hmm. they just support each other so well and work together so well that they just had a great time. Nangi. The
0: Nangi.
1: They were rapping at each other so conversationally, which is totally the vibe of this song. And I love that they were able to have such a lighthearted performance because I think that totally goes Mm -hmm. along with the lyrics and like the style that they wanted. Um, But I feel like they're they're rapping to each other as much as they're rapping and you know like performing out to the audience for the audience and so again just feeding off of each other so much
0: perfect balance of both yeah something that kept getting us was Yungi's facial expressions and for me it was the the use of the glasses he was wearing he multiple times would look into the camera while peering over these glasses, like looking down, tilting his head mm-hmm. down so his eyes can glance at us over these glasses. And boy, too much. It was too much. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I especially liked when he would whip those glasses off because he took them off and put them back on a couple times but the looks that he gives with his glasses off because he really has this like super bare face it seems you know like not much makeup going on not much like anything on his face and especially at the end of the performance towards the end they kind of zoom in and he doesn't have the glasses on and he has this like little look of like shock or confusion like because they're asking about like what is respect to each other you know respect yeah and i just feel like he's so freaking cute like he just looks looks like a boyfriend he looks like Mm -hmm. everybody's boyfriend and yeah super adorable love
0: truly i felt that namjoon was in his element for the performance the entire time you look at namjoon he's being a total weirdo uh (laughs) he is hamming it up for sure yeah but I just, it made me happy that they seemed relaxed. They seemed that they were out there having a good time. They were having fun. They made each other feel comfortable. And Namjoon, I just can't get every Namjoon guy's I need a fan cam of just him for this performance because yeah. he's wild.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I would love that fan cam. I can't get over him. I feel like he looks so hot in this suit, but it's like the dichotomy of how good he looks along with how dorky he's being and how much he's hamming it up. I just think they were really able to um, be free and have fun together. As far as like my overall mm. Thoughts, like I think this is my favorite Bang Bang Con performance. Um, I just yeah. love this subunit, I love this song, I love their execution. I feel like it was such a fun performance and um okay. I cannot stop thinking about it. So
0: Yeah again i feel that the set and the vibe and the outfits all perfectly suited respect uh i did i will say at the beginning how i had a little bit of trouble processing what i was even looking at because it was so (laughs) different and i'm so glad that they did this i absolutely love the playful dorky fun namgi interaction
1: yeah oh perfect. perfect perfect performance for respect So right after Respect, the stage rotated once more... And we see a stage that is a bus stop. There's a bench. There's a bike in the left corner. There's a poster of Young and Jimin on the left wall from a concert hanging up. There's also like a vintage sepia filter over the over the performance. And of course, this performance is friends with Young and Jimin. Um, they walk out and they're wearing school uniforms... And Jimin is carrying a backpack and he will see during the performance, he unzips one of the outside pockets and he has a couple little dumpling Mm -hmm. props because, of course, they talk about the dumpling incident in In the the song. song.
0: Yeah. I just thought that the entire performance was just so cute. It was so adorable. Their Mm -hmm. vocals together are just really great. The difference and contrast in their vocals, I think, pair well together. And there was so much harmonization that went on. I love when they harmonize. I think it really goes on to show just how much more vocal skill they have when they do that. So I was really pleased with the, their vocals and just like how cute the performance was.
1: Yeah, I'm glad that we had an event like this, the Bang Bang Con, the live, um, because I really don't think that this song would have ever been performed live in any capacity because their voices are so different and have such different qualities. So it's I think it's a miracle that they even made this song and they put it on the album because of how like Jimin's voice is so high and can be so light and he can really get up there and Young's voice can be so soulful and he can get so deep. And like it's they're so different. But during this live performance, I totally agree with you. They sounded incredible together. They were they had that harmonization going on Mm -hmm. and they're just super cute the entire time um i really loved at the end when they hold hands like when the whole song is kind of coming together to its climactic moment they're yeah. hitting their high notes they're singing that they're each other's soulmate they're laugh- they're smiling yeah. at each other and you know i i just i loved that part that was everything that i needed i do too
0: yeah. Mm. And throughout the whole performance, there's these subtle throwbacks to like them holding their pinkies together, which they've done in the past. Obviously, the dumpling incident. So it was just overall really fucking cute.
1: Yeah yeah it was definitely like a walk down memory lane seeing seeing them in their school uniforms seeing the dumpling incident seeing them just like kind of go maybe you know what it looks like when they're going to or coming home from school when they were growing up together um I kind of felt like watching this performance though that maybe it wasn't super rehearsed like they definitely had plans and ideas of what they were going to do for their performance but maybe just in the shuffle of preparing for everything else like the their specific performance didn't get rehearsed a ton because it seemed like some of their choreography like some of their walking like jimin would kind of lead Young over like okay we're going over here now and we're gonna walk across the stage or you know like they they maybe there was like a bit of like awkwardness with um the choreo aspect of the performance if that makes sense
0: well, there wasn't choreo, and I think the the main component and substance of the performance was all those little throwbacks, and mm-hmm. I just think that it wasn't super rehearsed and that they were kind of trying to sing and perform the song while also like kind of trying to silently communicate, oh, are we going to do this then or this here or whatever. Right. They had an idea of what they were going to do, and I think in general they had rehearsed it to an extent. But yeah, I think there was a little bit of... Um, disjointment i guess that was going on well i think it's i think it's hard
1: to tell a to tell a story it was like they were almost doing like a little mini play a little mini play in this performance and it's already hard to do Mm -hmm. a performance you know without an audience like that so i think kind of melding those two things came out for me came out a little weird. I think I just it expected mm-hmm. something different from such a fun song. But then again, at the end in that climactic moment, they're holding hands, they're smiling at each other, they're singing that to me was like it pulled it all together and that yeah. was like okay, I feel like I got my Man moment that I really needed.
0: Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Uh so then after this they went into another mint. Uh, we just want to briefly explained that they did a little preview of a couple concert songs that they're kind of holding off to perform for the live concert which hopefully happens but they did a little bit of ug and they did a little bit of zero o'clock which we're Mm so so excited for those songs and i'm glad that they're Holding off on performing them.
1: Yeah, yeah, I I am too. I just before we move on, I have to slide in Jimin's boxing dance move that he did during the Little Ugg snippet. I just thought mm-hmm. I don't know why he just gives me major Prince vibes, and I just yeah. I feel like it's this whole look about him. He has that vibe, and I love this boxing dance move that he did. It was super cute. It was really cute. <laughs> so right after they did this little mint they went right into a black swan performance there this was the only song that they performed that they're going to tour with um the set was super cool it had a total under the sea feeling because there was like kelp or seaweed or something kind of suspended from the ceiling above them and kind of plant aquatic plant life all around them um so it was kind of different than we've seen, but kind of the same kind of vibe, you know. Um, it, was, yeah. it was a cool set. I
0: thought it was beautiful. That set was beautiful. I love the undersea feeling. Mm-hmm. I thought it went really well with their typical kind of watery, dark, cool tone stage yeah. lighting that they go for with, with Black Swan. Mm-hmm. For me also, I just watching it. I love Black Swan obviously guys uh, i love it so much the choreography is incredible so to see them perform it now they are so well versed they are so well versed in this song and this performance they literally performed it perfectly yeah perfectly
1: they did i mean fl- absolutely flawless and and that's not just the it was the choreography. It was the vocals. It was the rapping. It was the the angles and, you know, the, synch- the soap
0: transition, soap
1: transition <laughs> synchronization, just every aspect of it was literally perfect top quality Mm -hmm. um i'm sorry that i keep talking about jimin so much but (laughs) during this performance of black swan he was really giving me those super sexy fake love vibes because he has that black hair and this like you know it's the blue lighting and you know just that kind of darker look i oh, just yeah. i'm swooning i'm swooning Ugh. but obviously all of them look so fucking hot
0: yeah i just have to point out during the performance i or during the concert when we were watching it together i don't know at what point i did this but jimin was being <laughs> just over the top and i reached over to kayla and i i slapped you several times really hard and i'm sorry for how hard i was slapping you but jimin yeah was i probably just have like- a
1: bruise <laughs> you hit me back which is what was really funny yeah because you hit me so hard I was like I'm hitting this bitch back that hurt Yeah, <laughs> but you were I'm like sorry. this is no this is just who you are and I love it about you is that you get overwhelmed and you have to get it out <laughs> you flip them it's off you hit somebody you, you yeah. have to physically expel you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> I understand though gym is too much too much just just you swatting me really hard you're fucking (laughs) biased yeah i was like get him out of here i'm (sighs) sorry i can't
0: (laughs) (laughs) so after this they performed boy with love but we have seen boy with love so many times and it made me really think about uh break the silence where they had a conversation in there. I don't remember if it was Namjoon or Hobie or who, but they were hitting on the topic of like, how do we keep Army's interest? How do we change things up just enough? And they really applied that to Boy With Love, a performance we've Mm -hmm. seen a lot of, but that we and most people can't get enough of because it's a great song um but they ended up changing the choreography and hello umbrella choreography they had these really cute uh see-through transparent umbrellas that had rainbow uh lighting on them
1: yeah just led lighting that i think the the lights people could change Though that color lighting of the umbrella as much as they could with the um the army bomb background that they had Mm -hmm. on the stage, too, Mm -hmm. I thought that was so cool. Um, how they they changed they totally changed it up on us, and to me, this made it a brand new performance. Mm -hmm. Um, it was like I was seeing it for the first time again because this umbrella choreography was so fun, yeah. I feel like they were able to incorporate them in so many different ways, and um, it also kind of reminded me of the music video because the music video referenced um singing in the rain very much yeah i didn't even think about that yeah the other thing that i saw a lot of people when this performance was happening twitter was aflame talking about how this is pride month right now and bts from the first note of this song had rainbow lights lighting up all of the army bombs rainbow across the background and so they really felt like this is bts supporting pride month in their own way
0: i really thought that was cool Mm
1: -hmm.
0: For my overall thoughts I just think this song is such a crowd pleaser and so I'm glad that they continue to perform it. I'm glad that they added the umbrella choreography and they changed the choreography and the lighting definitely the rainbow lighting very much got the Pride Month vibes so yeah I was in love with it. I absolutely loved it. It was the change up we needed.
1: Yeah definitely Um, I love how at the end of this like towards the end of this song they kind of take us on a trip through the different rooms of the concert starting with Jin he kind of starts off running so he runs from all the way one side of the stage over to the second stage and to end on the largest stage to end the song and Mm -hmm. it made me think of during a concert when they're out performing at the second stage and then it's kind of time for them to start wrapping up the concert and they all start running back back up the runway to the main stage and I was like oh uh, uh, yes. like I knew it was coming but yeah it was cool that they like incorporated even that little run mm-hmm. into this concert yeah. mm-hmm. I loved it so they immediately went into their ending meant right after finishing this song and what we realized from watching their men to really like the overall theme that we took away from it is how tough it was on them to perform to an audience-less room for this entire concert. Yeah. We've touched on it throughout this episode so far. Um but really how hard because they literally live for concerts is their favorite part about what they do yeah. and for them to put on a concert for us to enjoy we're home screaming we are home like you know getting almost everything out of it that we would if we were at a a normal regular Mm in-person concert right and they're getting none of that payoff they don't get to hear our screams they don't get to see our love they don't get to have that feedback you know so it's amazing that they did this for us, but it's so sad f- for them yeah. to me that they didn't get to experience, you know, their payoff for all of their yeah, hard the work and their effort. And the
0: screams and all the love from their fans and ARMY. Yeah, I cannot imagine how mm-hmm. difficult it was for them to stay high energy and to really feel and present themselves as they would for a concert because they know us armies yeah. at home- that's what we were looking for and expecting and yeah like you were saying Mm -hmm. they don't get that fulfillment of seeing us and cheering you know cheering for them i imagine it was very difficult and they all talked about that and their ending meant
1: that it was it was a challenge and that they were hoping to bring you know bring it into it and they hope that we felt you know they they hope that we felt that way about the concert whatever but obviously they had no idea what our reactions were during that time too you know even if they after the concert saw on twitter or read through all of the comments on the live feed or anything like that like it's still not them experiencing it in real time
0: yeah of course so they all kind of touched on how they hope to see us soon and that they can't wait to perform for us live and whatnot but when namjoon gave his ending, meant. He expressed his concern that this might be the future for their concerts and really putting out the idea and the reality that that might be our new norm, that this might be our new norm. And that was hard for me to to swallow because I am so badly wanting to see them again. And we all are. We all are. Mm-hmm. We've been anticipating this concert, but no one in nothing there's nothing we can do about current events that are going on now so for namjoon the leader of the group to be bringing forth this harsh reality was upsetting and i i'm glad that he addressed it but when i was watching Mm -hmm. with you i that was when i first cried for the whole concert it was like oh my god i don't want that to be the case But he's really putting it out there that it could be.
1: And and they don't want that to be the case Mm -hmm. either.
0: Yeah. So then they go in to say that they're kind of wrapping up the concert and that these next performances are their last. So we uh, get Go-Go next. Mm -hmm. So fun. I love Go-Go. I really do. But guys, this version of Go-Go, they changed it up this song that is traditionally very fun (laughs) and cute and adorable and lots of goofy moments turned into this super sexy hot performance like the hottest performance of go-go ever we literally get red lighting like up like up lighting of just red the whole stage is flooded with red super sexy jimin comes out from the very from the get-go like the sex appeal is on fully like turned (laughs) up
1: all the way yeah yeah smoldering bedroom eyes the entire time thank you for bringing it up so i didn't have to yeah (laughs) um (laughs) literally i think they they have to know that all of us go fucking crazy for red lighting bts in red lighting instantly instantly hot instantly so it's sexy a mood. <laughs> it's a mood i cannot believe how different the vibe of this performance is like compared to like a go-go comeback stage like mm-hmm. bright colors happy overalls like cute little beanies compared yeah. to this and like this like you know like black and leather and like sexy clothing you know yeah just So different, overwhelming, incredible.
0: A good change up, yeah. And then, of course, I have to mention at the end, they just always eat that final dance choreography at the end, especially Jungkook, Mm -hmm. man. He goes so hard, so hard for that go-go choreo at the end.
1: They do. Uh, What we think is the last song is, and Pan Man, they go immediately into it after ending go-go. And there's this massive floating army bomb with a cape that's above them. And there's a look of pure determination on the face of this army bomb. Um, It's it's super cute that they include this. It's so cute. It's so cute. Um, Just hearing and seeing this performance again in my own private kitchen concert took me right back to Fort Worth and seeing it there and really, really made me feel like I was at a concert once again, like, really drove that home to me
0: yeah me too i love on man so much but every time i see on man performed hosok's energy continuously blows my mind for this performance he brings his all i love how he controls the choreo he's just very vibrant in it in his element for this performance so i just have to give him a shout out because mm-hmm. his energy was like i was so captivated by it yeah So then at the very end, we are waiting for the encore. And while we're waiting, we see this army bomb set of lights that all read uh, or spell out Bombon Con and BTS, Hearts Mm -hmm. Army, BTS. Then Mm -hmm. as like the encore is happening, we're waiting there anticipating the encore and when bts returns to stage we hear them doing their own fan chant like hyping themselves up as if they're like chanting along with us like they can hear us at home Mm -hmm. saying kim nam doon Kim Seok Jin Min Ki Jung Hoseok, Sak yes. Kim Taehyung, Jun Jung, Jung Geek, BTS. BTS. Yes. So cute, so cute.
1: So cute. I think they're so used to the the ritual of changing and getting ready for the encore and just hearing ARMY outside just screaming, chanting for them that, you know, of course they had to include themselves doing that. I thought that was awesome. Um they come out and they do their final meant which just really consists of them saying goodbye which is like no yeah. how did we already get here i no. thought that this was going to be permanent and forever and now you're telling me that it has to end um very sad it really has to end this time yeah Mm-hmm.
0: But they did the perfect encore encore stage, which was spring day. Mm -hmm. I thought it was the perfect ending. I know, I think we all know in our hearts that... We are Bulletproof the Eternal is being saved for the live concert. And I'm yeah. so glad that they're saving it. I, and so I'm really glad that they changed it up and they brought back a timeless classic that we rarely get to see anymore, which is Spring Day. Mm-hmm. And the mother, like this song is just the mother of BTS songs. Yes.
1: And this song, like the choice of this song to me, really drove home the feeling that bts is waiting for us as much as we're waiting for them hoping and praying that that metaphorical spring day will come where we can see each other safely again um i just thought that it was absolutely the perfect ending i totally agree with you
0: so as always with the actual concerts I get so sad at the end when they're saying goodbye. And I just full on tears were streaming down my face mm-hmm. while we were watching this together. Because not only is it spring day, but then they're all saying goodbye at the end. And it's just like mm-hmm. it it goes by so fast. So
1: fast. And you enjoy it so much when it's happening. Like literally peak enjoyment so happy during their this entire performance and then yeah it's gone it's it's ending um i i cried originally like i definitely teared up originally when i was first watching it but i didn't again when i rewatched it with you um what i enjoyed was that they really took their time to say goodbye throughout you know performing spring day and then when it was over they had really long instrumental playing as they're kind of walking around the stage and they turned to walk back up that hallway that they originally came down performing dope at the beginning um, and they're just taking their time walking down that hallway they keep turning around and waving and that really again really made it feel like a concert when they really take their time to say goodbye and they they make sure to try to say goodbye to everybody in the crowd and then you know in all different places and then at the end they do this final pose in front of the double doors super cute um, I have the picture i'll have to insert the picture into the google doc um but it's so cute and then they all exit out and namjoon was the last one and he closes the doors Uh, Ah, so
0: perfect that he's the (sighs) one to close the door
1: Mm -hmm. and he opened it at the beginning with dope you know and so it was really i mean the whole concert was really cyclical i feel like they had a really good beginning and end they had such a great concept and like set li- the set list was incredible i think we enjoyed it so much and you know for me i i mean we both talked about this it really filled our army hearts even if it's for a brief moment we just really got those feelings of being at a concert and for a little bit, those feelings of missing them so much kind of subsided.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, I of course like teared up as I always do at the end of concerts, but for me, I'm, I just agree with you completely. When, when you say it felt like an actual concert, it really felt like you were there. It felt like you were seeing them. And personally, whenever I go and see BTS in concert, I have that emotional release at the end, but also for some reason, after seeing Young in person at a concert, it's like I fall in love with him all over again. And that happened for mm-hmm. bon bon Con for me. And I'm just, this whole week, I have been swooning over Young. I have been spamming Kayla's phone with so many <laughs> Young pictures. Um, so yeah, I... <laughs> i was like wow okay this really felt like a true concert experience because i remember for the speak yourself stadium tour in chicago driving Mm -hmm. back home to st louis in my car having singularity on repeat even though i had listened to singularity hundreds of times before that (laughs) and i just couldn't get enough of it
1: yeah just i love that you were able to feel like renewed in your deep passionate love for Young through this concert Um, I just want to reiterate how grateful we are that BTS performed and put on this event for us, Um, even though it was incredibly challenging to do in such a setting without the audience there. um, We really cannot commend them enough for how much energy, um, how much excitement, how much fun they brought to the stages together, even without the reward of the cheers and the screams from ARMY. They just did such an incredible job such a great job thank you bts so so much thank you so that's kind of our end of our review about bang bang con the live um but before we end this episode we do have a little email to share with you guys so on the spot is open we talked about that controversy we definitely told one side of it and talked about what big hit and yoongi did in reaction to the backlash about Um, his inclusion of a jim jones clip at the beginning of what do you think so michelle who had sent in that voice message um that was at the top of this episode she also right after sending that sent us this incredible email and i just want to share it because i think it offers a really good alternative perspective to this entire what do you think um controversy so she says hi kayla and bethany i was mystified when the tweets concerning what do you think started to surface i could not believe it i knew about jim jones and the jonestown massacre Um, like you i've read and watched and listened to features about it i also knew of the existence of the jim jones speech sample on one of yoongi's tracks it was featured on something she thinks maybe bring the soul And he played it for us while he was working on a track, and it was quickly identified. So to me, that's new information. I didn't know that he had played a part of it on Bring the Soul. I didn't know that people had identified it. So I think we do know for sure it was definitely him that chose it and put it into the song. It wasn't like some random big hit producer. But uh, Michelle goes on to say, when the album dropped and i heard the track i simply thought he's a genius creatively it worked with the lyrics and the music to set an intention of the piece it never crossed my mind that the sample was used in any way to glorify celebrate or god forbid agree with either jim jones or what happened at jonestown i couldn't understand why any army would think so It also seemed to me that even if people didn't think Yoongi used it for that intention, they still objected to the use of the sample, given who it was sampled from. That's fine, everyone has a right to voice their opinion, but it's the latter point I disagree with. What really made me angry was the Big Hit apology statement and subsequent reposting of the track without the sample. First, I don't believe an apology was necessary, though I do see why Big Hit felt the need to do so from a business point of view. Totally understandable. Second, I have trouble believing that it was the fault of a producer. Yoongi's a detailed perfectionist when it comes to his music. I believe he chose that sample because it set the scene and it was his right to do so as an artist. Third, and most galling of all, is the fact that what do you think has been censored in this way? Music is art. It is subjective. It is meant to make you think, to provoke a reaction. No one asks an artist to remove something uncomfortable for you to look at from their painting. Think of a censored Guernica. If you find it distasteful, that is your right, but you can choose to not look at it again. If you don't like a book, you would not dream of asking an author to rewrite or admit or omit a paragraph you disagree with or find distasteful. You may choose to simply stop reading the book or finish it and never look at it again. You could even explore why it strikes you this way and use it as a learning opportunity. Censoring by removing some part of the creative output is a terrible thing to do to an artist. What is worse, I fear it sets a worrying precedent. If people have forced this once they will do so again i do not want bts or any musical artist to be Disneyfied, so nice in their blandness that it becomes meaningless i hate that this happened to Jungkook, someone so brutal honest and fragile in his music i don't want to think that he will second guess himself and err on the side of caution because of this i don't want to see that creat that i don't want to see that creativity that touches us shackled Sorry for the rant, but I was happy to hear your views and I felt I could respond, right? I'm off to listen to the episode and the fanfic of Bethany. I'm so excited. Love as always, Michelle. So I know that was long, but I just felt Mm -hmm. like this was a completely different perspective than we brought to the table when we discussed it. And I think that Mm -hmm. it's worth noting Um, the dangers of censorship we I mean we've talked about censorship with books and I think about censorship of like books in education curriculum and stuff like that
0: in education for sure that's where I go to yeah
1: so I mean should an artist be censored this way and after reading and hearing Michelle's perspective I really have to agree I feel like I agree that it shouldn't have been Mm -hmm. taken out and that if people stopped and waited for an explanation a little longer or maybe Again, felt like addressed why it struck them that way or what his intention was. You and I talked about that Calliope was supposed to sound creepy. Yeah, I I still on the Apple Music. You still have the Jim Jones version with the sample at the beginning, and to me, that clip adds such a haunting creepy feel very haunting very
0: creepy just like that that creepy organ calliope Mm -hmm. carnival feel but to also hear that that snippet at the beginning of the beginning of jim jones which we did not know until all of this kind of went into the like army community where they were all talking about it it, it is supposed to raise the hairs on your spine. It's supposed to send a shiver down your spine. It's supposed to be creepy and uncomfortable. Yeah. And I do think that he intentionally used it to, to set the scene and set the tone mm-hmm. of the song. So I, yeah, I think originally when we talked about it, we really saw that like big hit did an apology and all this other stuff. And that maybe he didn't intentionally use it, but it was great to hear Michelle's point of view and discussion into the problems that can come with censorship Mm -hmm. i love that she's like would you ever ask an author to rewrite or omit a paragraph or an artist who's created a painting that maybe strikes you in an uncomfortable way to use that as a learning opportunity or to explore the feelings of of discomfort Mm -hmm. that you're facing i think that is what art is supposed to do so yeah i had not really taken this point. I have not really looked at this point mm-hmm. of view for the controversy with the What Do You Think, Jim Jones sample. Yeah. So I'm grateful that Michelle sent this in. I think it's just something to ponder, and I hope you guys kind of think on it too. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if there's one, one right or wrong either right. way, but it's just good to see both sides
1: i think it's just a lesson you know to continually you don't have to form a fast opinion think for yourself you know look at multiple sides i think that's a lesson for us too we really approached it i think one-sided when when we even spoke about it and yeah we
0: did um
1: so i just think it's a it's a continual lesson of growth and learning to just you know figure out how you're taking in information and really critically think about it for yourself instead of just following the the outrage that everybody else is is calling for you know Mm -hmm. okay so (laughs) if you guys are still here with us thank you so much for listening to our i bang bang con conic the live
0: (laughs) i bang bang conic the live
1: Yeah. Thank you guys so much for being here and for listening and for supporting us. We really hope that you enjoyed this episode. If you did, there's a few things that you can do to let us know. Uh, You could write a review for us on Apple. Uh, That helps us out so much, means so much to us. Um, You could write a review on whatever platform you listen on as well. You could email us about your opinion. You could DM us on Instagram or Twitter uh, what you thought about the episode. And of course, follow us on social media as well. As always, you can find links for all of those things in the description
0: in the description. Thanks for listening and thanks for standing BTS.